0: Hey, hello. Welcome to the Nomad Tactics Podcast. Here, we provide life optimizing tips and systems for digital nomads. I'm your host, B, and I'm joined by the co host, Jack. Today, we're going to talk about some tips to keep your diet on the road as a digital nomad. I will start with a quick summary of the episode. First, me and Mr. Jack are going to talk about which exact problem we are trying to tackle with this episode. After that, we're going to contextualize this problem within our broader digital nomad life system. Then, we're going to talk about some useful mindsets to keep in mind to do with fitness overall, and dieting specifically. And then we're going to go over some tips related to your diet on the road. I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: So, hello, Mr. B. Hello, Jack. So the topic today we're going to talk about is dieting, mm-hmm. or more specific, how to keep a diet on the road. Yeah. But Mr. B, why is this an important topic for digital nomads?
0: So yeah, Jack, I think uh, the answer to this question is twofold, actually. First, I think that digital nomad, by definition, they are traveling around and living in different places. They face the problem of... Number one, having a quite chaotic lifestyle. And this involves not knowing when you're going to eat next or not knowing what you're going to eat next. And also the problem of being tempted to eat out a lot. And it makes sense, right? They are traveling. They want to try the local food. There is no problem with that, but you just got to be strategic with it. The second reason why I think the topic of dieting is quite relevant is because i think it's part of the digital nomad ethos or culture whatever you want to call to be quite fit the people i met along the road many of them are into going to the gym or doing yoga stuff like that therefore dieting is something kind of complementary to that
1: yeah i think uh, focusing on mind and body is something Digital Nomad really into. Yeah. Makes sense. We as Digital are really into fitness. So I hope this episode can give out some general guidelines yeah. for certain tips that can help you keep in diet on the road. True. So Mr. B, I think as usual, we should put this topic into our Digital Nomad Life system, which is a six-step system that aims to help a normal person i.e. a person who is working 9 to 5, and it is a location-dependent jobs, into a optimized digital nomad life. So, Mr. B, where would you put this topic into which step of the system?
0: So, I think the topic today fits the fifth step of our system. And the fifth step is called nomadic living. This is, of course, the broadest of all of the steps within the system. And it can be basically understood as all the advice that would be relevant to a digital nomad when he's living in a base, i.e. his temporary home. Of course, dieting is something you're going to do when you are in a base. Therefore, it makes sense to place this topic here.
1: So before we go into the main topic, I think a great starting point will be mindset. And we think this mindset can be applied to fitness in generally, but more specifically on dieting. So we've got three points here. The first point is fitness is meant to enhance your life, not to rule it.
0: I think that's a great mindset for fitness and dieting. And the idea behind it is that, you know, you should care about these things. At the same time, you shouldn't be obsessed about it because after all, you're traveling And there are certain things that you're going to need to be flexible with, as we're going to talk about, like eating out. Of course, we are not advocating you should diet 100% of the time and never try the local food. you got to try the local food. You're just going to be
1: smart about it. So the second point here is do not aim for perfection. Good enough is good enough.
0: So yeah, I guess the second mindset is also important and it goes hand in hand with the so-called 80-20 principle where you should focus on the main things but not necessarily obsessed about the details and also know that you're not going to do everything perfect 100% of the time. So sometimes you're going to eat more when you are in a very special restaurant somewhere or with some people, but as long as you generally keep these rules, you will be able to be fit and have a good diet overall.
1: Yeah, just not get sweat over the 20%. So the last item we have here is have a goal and be realistic with it.
0: So I mean the idea with this last mindset is that you should always have a goal in mind. This goes gonna depending on who you are, of course, if you want to gain weight i.e bulking or if you want to lose weight or if you want to more or less maintain but it's important to at least roughly have the goal in mind and be realistic with it so you cannot expect to be as strict and as perfect when you are traveling and living a digital normal life as you would when you're living in a stable place you gotta know Traveling comes with some sort of uncertainty and chaotic things. So you're just going to embrace it and do the best you can.
1: Yeah. I think if you can keep the three items in mind, you can stay fit during your travel. So going on to the main topic of today, we divide this into three main categories. The first one is the basic of dieting. The second one is when you're eating out. And the third one is dieting optimization. So the first item of the basic of dieting is you ran an Airbnb with a kitchen and look if there is a supermarket.
0: So I think having a place with a kitchen as a digital nomad is like the bread and butter of dieting. So what you're going to do is when you are looking for your Airbnb, you're going to filter for places with kitchen. And after that, you're going to I have a look in the area to see if there is a supermarket near it for the sake of convenience. Of course, if you have a kitchen, you're going to be able to eat at home the majority of the time. Therefore, your whole diet will be generally healthier.
1: I see. So the second point here is you should build your diet around common ingredients around the road.
0: So the basic idea here is that you should build the bulk of your diet around these things that you can find worldwide. Therefore, once you move from a place to another, you won't need to recalculate all the calories you are ingesting. This sounds a little bit complicated. So let me try to clarify. Let's say for breakfast, you usually have whole wheat bread as the source of carb, you have avocados as your source of fat. And you have uh, Greek yogurt as your source of protein. These are all really good foods. And you might find those really easily if you are, let's say, in North America or in Europe. But if you move to Asia and set a new base there, perhaps you're going to start having a hard time to find all these ingredients. So it seems to be that a better... Idea would be for you to build your breakfast around things that you can find both in Europe and in Asia. For example, I would change instead of having whole wheat bread, perhaps I would have oats, since this is the kind of thing you can find pretty much worldwide. Instead of having Greek yogurt, I would have eggs. And instead of having avocados, I would have olive oil. Thinking strategically about these key ingredients that are going to constitute your diet will be very handy in order for you to maintain it over a longer period of time without the need of constantly calculate the macros and the calories.
1: Yeah, it does make sense that you should choose ingredients that are commonly used in the world. So the last item on this category is have assistant tools with you.
0: Yeah, so I think there are three accessories that are pretty small and inexpensive that you can carry with you that are really going to help you to keep a diet on the road. So the first one is a small portable food scale. I will link in the show description the food scale that I use is a foldable one and you know when you get to the place you get a food scale it makes much easier for you to calculate how much you're eating the second item is a, a small portable body weight scale this is perhaps not a must item because of course you can go to pharmacy every week let's say and check your body weight but i prefer to carry a small body weight scale with me because these are really pretty small and they're kind of funny because you got to balance yourself on top of them. And since they're small, that's kind of hard. But if you're serious about dieting and you can get your body weight every morning, that's something beneficial for you. So why not? Third item that I would suggest, it's a silicon foldable bento box. So the reason why you're going to have that is because if you cook at home, you're going to be able to eat outside the benefit of having this specific one made of silicon is because it folds therefore it doesn't occupy space in your luggage so a good thing as a traveler
1: yeah i do see you carry these three items around with you when you travel so going on to the next category is eating out to try local food. So the first item here is you should limit the amount of time you eat out. Uh, We suggest you eat out once or twice a week.
0: So the basic idea here is that you should not stop yourself from trying the local food when you go to a new country, but rather that you got to be smart about it and just do it once or twice a week. So the bulk of your diet should be things you cook yourself in your flat because this tend to be more healthy, and these are easier to track. But once or twice a week, go out and try the local food.
1: So the second item here we have is when you're eating out, you should learn how to estimate the portion you're eating.
0: So the basic idea here is that if you practice a bit, you're going to be able to estimate roughly how much you're eating of a certain food when you're eating out. And therefore, you're going to be able to track the calories and macros accordingly. And the way to practice that, of course, is when you are at home, pick uh, a portion of a certain food, of a certain basic food, like rice or chicken, put in the plate and estimate and train yourself to try to guess how much that food you put in on the plate. And you're going to double check by putting the, the plate in the food scale. After trying that for a while, you're going to become better and better at doing that. And you're going to be able to use that when you're eating out.
1: Yeah, I was a bit skeptical about this method, but it actually works. So the next item here is you should preferably choose trackable meals.
0: Yeah, this is, again, a quite good point when you're eating out. And the idea here is that say you go to a restaurant and you have the choice of different dishes, you should go for the ones that you think going to be easier for you to account for in terms of calories. So let's say uh, you have the choice between some sort of steak with special sauce on top, or you have a curry. I think the steak going to be way easier for you to roughly estimate how many calories there are. On the other hand, if you go for a curry, you don't really know what is in there. And it's really hard to estimate the amount of calories and the macros there. So perhaps not the best choice.
1: So the next item we have here is if you overeat when you're eating out for some reason or the other, you should try to balance it out with the rest of the week.
0: So the basic idea here is that the most important thing when you're dieting is your weekly caloric intake rather than your daily caloric intake. So if you eat too much, let's say you went to a local restaurant, was really good, and you really wanted to eat as much as you could. It makes sense for you to, you know, diet down in the following days of the week to have a a balance in your caloric intake or to increase your cardio in the following days
1: so the next item we have here is when you eat out you should try to avoid meals that appears to have too much fat
0: yeah and the basic idea here is that if we account for the three main macros which are fats protein and carbs the type of macro that converts the easiest to body fat are fats themselves so yeah just try to avoid meals that are overly fat in order to avoid the potential of storing these extra calories as body fat
1: so the last item we have here is you should save up calorie budgets in the beginning of the day to have a more flexibility When you're eating out.
0: Once again, the idea here is that you're trying to avoid going over your caloric budget. So you should perhaps eat less in the beginning of the day. If you know that later on, let's say for lunch or for dinner, you want to try some local food. Therefore, you're going to be on the safe side in terms of calories.
1: Yeah. So going on to the next and the last category is dieting optimization so the first item we have here is if you're living in a cheaper country you can ask a local restaurant to cook you the basic foods
0: so the idea here is instead of cooking yourself these basic foods like rice or steamed veggies or chicken these things that are going to be the building blocks of the majority of healthy diets you can ask a local restaurant to do it for you and usually as mr jack said if you're in a cheaper country this is going to be very affordable and sometimes even cheaper than you going to the supermarket and cooking yourself
1: so the next item we have here you can estimate how much extra calories to eat in a day based on a step counter
0: so the basic idea here is that as a digital nomad Your daily steps going to change quite drastically from day to day. So sometimes you're just going to stay home working, but a lot of the times you're going to go out to, you know, explore the new city. Therefore, it makes sense for you to account for this difference in the daily steps by having a step counter with you, which can be an Apple watch or any smartwatch for that matter, or even your phone. Then you're going to look at the extra steps in which you walk that specific day and see the amount of extra calories you can
1: consume. So the next item we have here is you should have some healthy snacks for the moments you need, let's like say on the airplane or day trips. So if you're dieting,
0: consistency is key. And I feel like people kind of accepted in their minds that in certain environments, it's okay to eat unhealthy foods. And the airplane is the perfect example here. So a lot of the food served in airplanes, it's not the healthiest. So instead of eating that, you can bring with you some healthy snacks, as Mr. Jack said. And this can be, let's say, beef jerky or protein bars, peanuts, rice cake, fruits, stuff like that. And have the healthier option. Same thing for day trips. Just bring those instead of eating out all the time.
1: So the last item we have here is have pure sources of macros in your base in order to top up your diet after a day out.
0: So when you're eating out and trying local food, a lot of the time the meals are going to be deficient in some macronutrients. Therefore, it makes sense for you to have a pure source of each macro, i.e. protein, fat, and carbs, and just top it up whatever the meal was deficient of. Usually, I would say it's protein. So you can have something like whey to account for that deficiency.
1: I see. So it seems like this is the end of episode. Mr. B, do you want to add anything to this?
0: Just would like to say this is not an all-encompassing list, and there are surely some other tips we can provide. So if people are interested in this topic, we can come up with new episodes talking about dieting as a digital
1: nomad, or more generally,
0: fitness as a digital nomad.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys like the fitness topic we're talking about, and if you like this episode, please make sure to leave a review on your listening platform. We're still a new podcast and a review helps. This is Jack and thank you for listening. Thank you very much.